From Manhattan Associates, welcome to the Nucleus of Innovation, your only dedicated supply chain and retail podcast. With industry-leading guests from around the globe, we tackle some of the most important topics and developments in the world of retail and supply chain. At the end of 2021, Meta announced the end of social media as we knew it, stating that the Metaverse would be the next big thing. In the simplest terms, the Metaverse is the internet, but in 3D. And while many futurists, not least Mr Zuckerberg himself, have extolled the potential benefits of the Metaverse to everything from the future of work, to the positive impact it could have on societal issues such as climate change, there are still many questions that remain unanswered. For example, how is it going to be regulated and organised? Surely there will have to be new rules or codes of conduct in the metaverse. Will real world laws and regulations equally apply within virtual worlds or one or even more metaverses? Not to mention a multitude of questions around privacy, risk, fraud and criminality. Negative inquiries aside, the potential for this space could well be as transformational for certain industries as, say, the internet or the iPhone. And that is what we're here to discuss with two retail industry experts. Natalie Berg, author of the book Amazon, How the World's Most Relentless Retailer Will Continue to Revolutionise Commerce, and Nicole Leinbach, founder of Retail Minded and Retail Industry Commentator. Nicole, Natalie, so pleased to finally have you both here today on the show. What a hugely interesting topic we have to discuss today for our listeners. First of all, do you think that the metaverse will actually catch on? Natalie, any thoughts? Uh, Well, thank you, James, for having me on. It's a real pleasure to be here with you and Nicole. Um, So the metaverse, I have to admit, I am a little bit of a skeptic. um, And I think that's okay, because a lot of us are. Um, A lot of us are struggling to get our heads around the concept and what the benefits are, um, or how we access it. I mean, how many of us really have a VR headset kicking around in our homes? Um, But you know, the metaverse is coming and aspects of it are already here. And this will be the next iteration of the internet. I think the other reason that people um, like myself struggle with the concept is down to the fact that it's still being defined. Um, I recently spoke to the head of retail at Meta here in the UK, um, and he told me that if you ask 10 different people within Meta, which of course is Facebook, Instagram, and, and WhatsApp, he said, if you ask 10 different people what the metaverse is, you'll get 10 different answers. And so I thought that was a really, that really summed it up for me. You know, it's an exciting time, but as a lay person, or dare I say, high street retailer, (laughs) um, it can be hard to visualize. And and just one last thing I'd I'd point out here, um, as we're just beginning to, you know, get around, get our heads around the concept, um, it's an important point here. It's, It's about timing. So we're still a good decade away from having any kind of meaningful metaverse. Um, It's not going to happen overnight. And I think the challenge for retailers, especially in the current climate, is that, um, you know, when they're grappling with rising costs and subdued demand, um, you know, retailers are trained to follow the customer. And so if the customer is not quite there yet, um, you know, then should they be? And I think as a result, we're seeing varying degrees of commitment. So we've seen some some major um, luxury and footwear brands like Nike, Adidas, Gucci, Louis Vuitton. Um, there's a whole host of them that have just 
just dive straight in and they're really experimenting with the metaverse. But the vast majority of retailers are sort of cautiously waiting on the sidelines. Um, and, and also it's not just retail, you know, the metaverse is going to affect, it's going to impact, greatly impact a lot of sectors, you know, from media and entertainment to banking to, you know, architecture and buildings. So I think it's an exciting time, but still very much you know, to be defined. Thank you, Natalie. And Nicole, you are one in one of your many guises, you are a, a university lecturer. What are your students saying? Do you think and do they think that this is going to catch up? So it's interesting you say that. I spend a lot of time with Gen Z because I am a you know an adjunct professor and I have been for nearly 20 years. So I've seen the shift of generations as they've evolved and matured and currently spending time with Gen Zers. Um, keeping that in mind, they're not as excited as we might presume them to be about this. They're still confused, but I'll tell you what they're really excited about. Brick and mortar. Isn't that interesting? They love online and they love, and they are very much a part of omni-channel, but they still love exploration. They still love physical experiences. So the metaverse is a bit confusing to them still. I do think there will be a place for it though. So I'm not, and so do they, by the way. I just don't think it's really been defined or understood of what that's going to look like. And, you know, Natalie, it's so great to be here with you and have this conversation with you. You were mentioning like Ralph Lauren and other leading retailers who are already incorporating the experience. And so we've reflected on that as well, like in our classroom discussions. And a lot of them have pointed out, but we don't buy from these brands. Some other brands they do, mm. right? So I think that what's going to be really interesting is seeing how the generations of which brands are targeting choose to incorporate metaverse, whether it's Gen Z or baby boomers or anybody in between. So I know for myself, I'll probably not be a huge purchase fan on metaverse, but I'll probably explore it from a research perspective, right? Like as a consumer research, taking my professional hat off, putting my consumer hat on, I think I'll enjoy it. I'll have fun, but I will be very curious to see how all the generations incorporate it into that collective omni-channel experience for them. Always interesting to hear what the the youth of America are thinking about these uh, these retail evolutions. So we, you have both sort of inadvertently answered the next question to some degree or another. Nicole, I'll stick with you for this one though. What do you think that the metaverse might mean for retail as we know it today? I think it's going to present a really exciting opportunity to share more about product to share more about um, explanation of product or how can I use this product in a, so if I'm a consumer, I can have a stronger understanding of styling, for example, right? Like I also think a lot of companies are going to be non-competitive, like-minded companies, complementary are going to start to overlap in the meta world. In other words, maybe you take two brands in theory, they could be competitive, but Nike does complement a lot of other, like Tommy Hilfiger, for example, right? So maybe we start to see how they overlap from a styling perspective in that world. What does that look like? Um, Non-competitive, like-minded brands or complementary brands can start to integrate. We've already seen it like in the real world with Amazon having return opportunities at Kohl's, right? I think we're going to see more and more of that in the metaverse. 
And I think that consumers are going to define how the metaverse will look more than metaverse leaders will define how it looks ultimately. I like that. That's often the way that technology works, isn't it? Mm -hmm. The consumers are the ones that end up defining and driving the, the, the change in the channels of direction. Natalie, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I think that's really interesting uh, what Nicole's mentioned, especially about, you know, we're all very excited about the metaverse, but what are, you know, next generation of consumers actually thinking about it? And, you know, it's easy to get carried away with any kind of new technology. Um, and also, you know, I'm a big believer in bricks and mortar as well and the, you know, redefining the physical store. And I think, you know, the opportunities um, to merge the physical and the digital, as we've seen over the past kind of five to 10 years, just going to accelerate. Um so one, one interesting point, in my view, I think this is interesting, you know, it's hard to kind of visualize the metaverse as, as we sort of started out talking about, but, you know, 10 to 15 years ago, we never imagined we'd be doing so much of our shopping on our tiny mobile phones, right? <laughs> and mobile or mobile commerce, as, you know, we, we initially refer to it, has totally revolutionized the retail sector. And I think, you know, there it's still early days to say, to, to kind of, quantify the effect that the metaverse will have. Um, but I think we have to bear in mind, you know, the, the sector has undergone so a seismic amount of change over the past couple of years with the, the pandemic accelerating that shift um, to physical, um, accelerating digital transformation. And we've seen physical spaces becoming more tech infused as retailers look to cut friction and, and to better personalize the experience and really bring the physical store into the 21st century, which is something, you know, we've talked about, you know, loads um, in, in recent years. But I think the next big thing in retail, and the metaverse is part of this, but the next big thing in retail is digital spaces becoming more immersive. Um, the metaverse, of course, is sort of the holy grail, but there are steps that I think retailers should be taking now to kind of bridge that gap. We're already seeing it with the more agile, the more, you know, um, future thinking, the more um, innovative retailers, they're, they're investing in things like augmented reality, virtual showrooms, live shopping, social commerce, um, 3D product views and virtual try-ons, video shopping consultations. I mean, there's a whole host of ways to make that digital experience more, um, more immersive. And I think when you think about the e-commerce experience, up until very recently, the, our, our experiences um, when shopping online as a consumer have been very transactional. It's been all about cutting friction um, through things like, you know, one-click checkout and fast and free delivery, um, you know, user-generated reviews and ratings and all that's fantastic, but it's all very one-dimensional. And so that's what excites me about the metaverse is this idea that we can create a more immersive world where consumers can come in and really um, have that that experience that current that they currently can't get online it's discovery it's curation it's interaction um you know less kind of hunting and pecking when looking for products and and creating that more immersive uh multi-dimensional world and, and something that i've said time and time again and i really stick by this but i think in the future we won't know sort of where the physical world ends and the digital one begins interesting i'm gonna add something there because I've been thinking long and hard about the metaverse. F for me, I think that for the metaverse to work, and I agree with all of those points, by the way, Natalie, quite one-dimensional, this has the potential to take it 3D, but for it to work, I think it has to make your life 
your physical life, not mm. just your avatar life, um, better, cheaper, faster, more connected, arguably some of the other con- consumer drivers, more sustainable. Mm. And when you, when you think about that, that's what the internet did for us. So maybe Mark Zuckerberg and co um, can, can harness that. And maybe the metaverse is just that next sort of dig- digital evolutionary step. Um, and it will do just just what the internet did or what e-commerce has done for retail over the last sort of five years or decade to five years, whatever time span you want to think about. Um, no, I, I totally agree, James. I think, you know, it's up until now, it really has been about convenience. But actually, what what is the metaverse going to do for us as consumers? What's the benefit? What's going to, you know, encourage us to enter the metaverse, however we may do that. Um, and I think also to be a little bit of a cynic here, I think, you know, we only have so many hours in the day and I feel like I'm a pretty busy person. So how, how much time am I going to have to go explore on the metaverse? Um, you know, that's another question. Is it, is it mainly going to be, uh, Nicole's raising her hand here. <laughs> is it going to be, you know, Nicole's youth who are, you know, wanting bricks and mortar, but also possibly wanting, you know, some time in the digital world as well. So. Go on, Nicole. Well, I think you guys have made some really great points. And James, as you were talking about um, what consumers want, they want convenience. And Natalie, you were talking about this as well, being busy, right? They want sustainability. They want all these things. I also think they want some fun, okay? And so this is where Metaverse, to me, gets exciting. Shoppertainment gets to become part of the conversation. I've talked about this before because I really believe in it. And shoppertainment is where the consumer wants to be engaged and the store needs to engage them. So gamification is also something to think about here. And I think that we're going to start to see that incorporated into the metaverse. Now, I personally could care less. I never pick up my phone and play a game. I see adults maybe similar in age to me um, playing games on their phone. I've never done that, nor do I ever plan to do it. I'm too busy. It's just simply not how I prefer to spend my time in any way whatsoever, but I know it does excite a lot of people. So I think that there is that component to think about because what if you could, let's say, go to a store and you could walk through it and you could pull off the shelf a t-shirt you want to have, or you could um, try on something in this great sort of virtual experience. And then maybe you even go to your local brick and mortar and pick it up. But the experience and that shoppertainment, I think, is definitely going to have to be a draw beyond just convenience and sustainability. Definitely. I think um, just looking outside retail, the CEO of Disney said just recently that they're not using the word metaverse, but they're calling it next generation storytelling, which I think is a great way to sum it up. I like that. Um, I, I suppose one one final thing, when when I think about the metaverse and I think about it as that next evolution of the internet or whatever you want, like digital space, I just hope that all the challenges which we have run into over the last, especially the last decade with the, you know, the explosion of social media platforms and the explosion of the internet in general, mobile internet, so on, you know, everyone's got it on their phones and smartwatches and everything, that we've learnt a little bit about the risks and the challenges and some of the things that need to be put in place to keep people safe and and, and secure while uh, while jumping into this uh, you know this this virtual immersive world. So let's move on to the next one. Um, Natalie, you sort of touched on this with with some of your last comments. Um, it appears that, that Tim Cook and Apple are betting very big on AR and blended experience, while Mark Zuckerberg and co 
are pushing the VR entirely Ready Player One immersive experiences. What are your thoughts on the VR versus AR battle in terms of the potential application in maybe the retail context? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a a really good point. And I think at this stage, um, as I said earlier, it's still being defined. And retailers have been experimenting with both AR and and VR, as as you say. Um, I think speaking more broadly, um, adoption of AR in particular has really been accelerated by COVID, um, especially in categories like beauty and homeware. And so what that means is as consumers, we've just gotten a little bit more familiar with the technology and it's becoming a little bit more um, natural for us to use. And I think there's also opportunities in fashion, um, perhaps to a, a relatively lesser extent. Um, but what I'm really excited about is how all this innovation might play out um, in the physical store, uh, because, you know, let's not forget that you know, we've already talked about the importance of the physical store right at the start. But I think we have to remember that the majority of purchases, even after a global pandemic, still take place in a bricks and mortar outlet. Um, and so I think when we think about how this might play out in bricks and mortar, you know, in a decade's time, you know, maybe we'll all be wearing smart glasses when we walk into our grocery store and maybe we'll have very personalized, very filtered, very filtered um, personalized shopping experience where if we're just looking for the cheapest product on the shelf or um, low carbon or organic, you know, those options are filtered and, and, um, um, presented to us in a very hyper-personalized way. So I think when we talk about the metaverse, it's easy to just kind of imagine the sort of VR headsets and, you know, the kind of gaming <laughs> um, experience. But actually, I think this is really a much bigger picture around the blending of physical and, and digital in the future. And Nicole, I, I think I have an idea what you might say based on what your your students said about them loving a bit of physical as well as online. But But what are your thoughts on the on the competition between VR and, and AR? I think it's really fascinating. And you know, even beyond my students, I recently led a panel discussion in New York City at a trade show called New York Now with Gen Z. And a lot of those students are New York-based, living in the middle of fashion mecca, essentially, right? And nine out of 10 of them said they prefer brick and mortar. So, and they look forward to continuing to prefer brick and mortar, but they all said they start their shopping exploration online. So I do think there is a space for Metaverse to be the start of consumer purchase decisions. I just don't know if that's going to be the end of where consumer transactions take place. The other thing to think about is the integration of various technologies that are ultimately going to help connect the metaverse to brick and mortar and to the other places in which consumers experience brands. So there's a lot of layers to that that we haven't even started to untap. Although we start to see retailers like Ralph Lauren start to to get involved, there's so many behind the scene players here that need to really get entrenched before this really launches. So I think we're quite a bit of ways from even, like somebody said earlier, Natalie, I think it was you like 10 years maybe, or James, maybe Mm. you said that, but I agree, it's gonna take some time. And I think, as I mentioned earlier, consumers are really gonna help shape what it will look like. Super. Just for the record, I am pro Pokemon Go. So I am for the blended experience. Yeah. Tim Cook will be delighted to hear that, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. And our final question for, for today's discussion. Um, what If you had to identify two areas 
what are those two areas that retailers need to take notice of and consider if they want to make the metaverse a successful channel, either for engaging their consumers or selling to them? Nicole, what, what, what do you think about that? So you actually just answered it for me. Consumers is, in fact, one of the channels they need to take into top priority and consideration. I think they're taking the tech and the experience into consideration. I don't know if they're necessarily taking their audience into consideration right now. So I think they need to keep their audiences in mind and the practicality of how consumers will engage with them. Does it mean we have to make more purchases just to be involved as a consumer? For example, are we going to need additional app like tools or um, tech tools as a consumer to really get engaged? Because that's going to prohibit a lot of customers from even wanting to, you know, so definitely that's a big part of it. I also think the connectivity of how are they going to like the connectivity and communication. So I've always been a big fan of like being clear, concise, correct, courteous, consistent when you're talking from a brand perspective. How's the metaverse going to do that? Because we all said earlier at the start of this conversation, we're a little confused. So if it's not super clear, I think that's going to be a hurdle for them. So communication, connectivity, kind of overlapping there. How are they going to um, bring ease to that? I think that's really important. Lovely. Right. So here you go, Mark. Mark Zuckerberg, if you're listening, focus on your consumers and define and communicate what the metaverse is so that we all know. And Natalie, your thoughts on that? Uh, well, we talked a lot about the metaverse and its role um, with within bricks and mortar retail as well, which I think is an interesting dynamic. But um, I'd also want to highlight here that um, the metaverse won't necessarily be a replacement for the virtual store. Um, so, you know, we talked a lot about how, you know, e-commerce experiences up until now have, are pretty much, have pretty much been primarily transactional. Um, and so there's a lot of opportunities, but I don't think it, I think, again, it's still being defined, but, um, I think that what we might see is the metaverse will sit alongside the virtual store. So if you're, I don't know, if you want to buy, I don't know, um, you're going skiing and you need some ski gear, you know, you might, instead of going onto a website and typing in, um, skis or gloves or whatever you might need you might meet the salesperson on a mountain <laughs> so it's really thinking outside the box um and and i think that in itself is, is pretty exciting but i don't think it'll necessarily be a replacement um you know just as we've seen with social commerce today i think uh, the metaverse has the potential to complement uh, the virtual store and allow retailers to build stronger relationships with their most valued customers um, so my advice to retailers is, you know, get creative, think outside the box. And as Nicole pointed out earlier in the conversation, collaborate. I think collaboration is going to be really um, important. And I guess the second point is um, just get started. Uh, dip your toes in, ask questions, um, start thinking about um, a, developing a strategy and investing in talent. Um, because I think within retail, we all know the risk of inaction in this industry. So I think it is important that even if we, there are, you know, there are skeptics out there, it's still being defined, it's still a decade away, but definitely just dip your toes in. Wonderful. So collaborate, dive in and get your feet wet and have a go. And on that very insightful note, we've reached the end of today's episode. I'd like to thank our superb guests today, Nicole Leinbach and Natalie Berg, 
for what has been a incredibly thought-provoking discussion into what we can expect maybe over the next 10 years from Meta in terms of the retail space. If you'd like to take part in any future episodes, do feel free to send a direct message via Twitter with a suggested topic, or you can reach out to us on LinkedIn. If you enjoyed this episode and want to find out more about any of the topics discussed today, do reach out via social media or get in touch with Nicole and Natalie directly on LinkedIn. Until next time, it's goodbye from Natalie and Nicole. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for having me. And it's a thank you from me for listening. Stay safe. Join us again soon for the next instalment of the Nucleus of Innovation.